Hi there, and welcome to Fantasy Focus Baseball. It's a beautiful Thursday morning, June 24th, 2021. He is Tristan Happy Cockroft. Kyle Soppy produces and researches, and I am merely Eric Carabell. Fantasy Focus Baseball is presented by LinkedIn Jobs. Although today, Tristan, I think it's presented by Wander Franco, who I hear they're going to induct into the Hall of Fame next week. They're, they're like waving something where they can just put him right into the Hall of Fame, and I don't even think they're wrong. He's awesome. I love him. Why wasn't he up last year? Um, I have so many thoughts on this. It's he big. stinks, man. He went hitless yesterday. Oh, drop him. Come on. <laughs> it's two days. I think he belongs in the majors. I think there's a, a bunch of minor leaguers that belong in the majors, too. You know, this is the only sport where this happens. You know that, right? I mean, yes. like Zach yeah. Wilson's starting for the Jets. It's not like, oh, he's working triple A. No, no, he's starting right away. Okay. Yeah. And in basketball, I mean, don't tell me Kate Cunningham isn't averaging 15 points a game for the Pistons next season. And you know, in hockey, that is a little bit of lag, lag time, I guess. But they're all like teenagers when they get drafted. Hockey's the closest. Yeah, hockey's definitely the closest, but it's not. But Wander Franco was ready. Like baseball. Wander Franco was probably ready in 2019 to be in the major leagues. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and he's doing the things that we talked about on the show the other day. The batting eye is exceptional. I mean, even in a hitless game yesterday, he had two walks. Scored you a can run. Just tell, when you're watching a player, you can tell they belong. You yeah. know, like, or, but early on when I saw Jared Kelnick, I was like, he belongs too. And then all of a sudden he, he didn't, he does belong, of course, but there's so many minor leaguers. I wrote about the AAA hitters today. Tampa has another one that people should be adding Vidal Bruhan. And um, there's others that are in the minors right now that belong in the major leagues, but you know, that's for another show. But the point is like, when you don't know when some prospects come up and, and if Frank, I'll go hitless for the next week. Okay. That's the thing. Yeah. Like you don't know. But he just looks like he belongs, and it's he's fun already on a hitless streak, you know. So there you go; he's underway with it. If and we want to take the pessimist's view, he can defend. There's no question about that. Short and third. There's a, a uh, there was a uh, hash brown hashtag from Mark Trevor's story for Wander in a redraft. Now I think that sounds ridiculous. I would want Trevor's story. I mean, who wouldn't want Trevor's story in a redraft? For the next three months, wouldn't you rather have Trevor Story? I mean, like, we're exalting Franco to levels here that are unbelievable, but Trevor Story? Nah, I don't, wouldn't go that far, would you? No, not a chance. I, but if he could I get traded even, next month. I don't care. It, that's, that's as things stand with what we know now, even accounting for the possibility of trade, no way it's Story there, and it's by a, a decent chunk. What um what do you so the other big story this week other than you know wander was uh, pitchers uh, belts wandering when they pull their pants down. Um, do you make <laughs> anything from a fantasy aspect here of the ridiculous of this week? Whether it's what Max Scherzer happened, the, you know the con artist calling him out, and he is um, Sergio Romo. Uh, even the knuckleballer yesterday they checked in. They have to check all the pitchers. I understand that, but. I mean, the knuckleballer is, is not using illegal substances. I, I'd be stunned if any pitcher gets caught at all. Yeah. I really would. But by, by the way, when it comes to the knuckleball, considering how important grip is to success with that pitch, I, I get why you're checking him, but it, it is way over the top. It is, And I'm not surprised by that. I mean, this is going a little bit too far in the other extreme. But at the same time, we have not seen any, I think, actionable changes. And, and you and I both, we expected that there wasn't going to be any sort of major shift so far. It's a so far so good situation and maybe much ado about nothing. I think or, it's all much ado about nothing. I, I don't think we're going to see any suspensions here. And I don't think it's actually going to change how we play the game. You know, how they play the game, it's being changed. But 
you know, we're, we're seeing up offense up a little bit. I mean, and you know, <laughs> the Phillies, the Eagles and the Washington football team scored 25, you know, points yesterday on a bunch of touchdowns, but like, otherwise I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of changes here. So um, don't do anything from a fantasy perspective. Anything else you've noticed this week? We'll get to some of the individual performances, but I, you know, sometimes baseball is just as worst enemy, which is incredible to me, you know, with the rules and the enforcement and all that. But I mean, nothing is, is actionably changing. There's a lot of injuries, a lot of pitchers, but even with the difference in spin rates, okay, Trevor Bauer is still an effective pitcher. He's still striking people out. He is. Yeah. Um, and we should bring up the AJ Mass article on ESPN, yes. which ran yesterday, and it's yeah. a fantastic one because everything AJ writes is fantastic. And what it basically says is some of the numbers for your starting pitchers are sustainable and some aren't. And it has nothing really to do with spin rates. It's more about workload, work number. He has like a new stat here, and I would recommend everybody. It's, it's a relatively reads. old. It's a relatively old stat, but brought back in in college different form, form I think. Yes. Um, yeah. And I don't want to give it away, but he talks about pitchers that he, he expects to continue going and mm-hmm. at this rate and some that he doesn't. And I think there'll be some surprises there. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's, people want to hear about the players. Let's get mm-hmm. to the players. Franco is not surprisingly the most added player in ESPN standard leagues. He's now up to 88.5% rostered. And I can't argue with that except to say it should be 98%. And it will Yes, be thank you. That's the first thing I thought is uh, we, we could argue with it not being higher. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what are you waiting for? And then I like to look at the other side and just remember what we talked about two weeks ago with Patrick Wisdom. Now he leads the most drop list. I mean, you can see a lot of this coming, you know, yep. really. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, other added players, Jonathan Scope of Detroit, who looks fantastic. But you, you know that a level off Adam Duvall we've talked about. Gary Sanchez is now up to 85% rostered. He's not hitting 180, sitting for power, fielding well enough. Looks mm-hmm. good. What do you say? It- Big clutch hit yesterday. and Top five catcher in fantasy? Is he back to that level? The batting average risk probably keeps him out of that group because there is something to be said for the don't hurt you guys at that position. Um, I can make you the case. I, I think he's smarter to be ranked between six and ten at the position again. Uh, a couple of pitchers on the most out of list. James Caprellian, which still makes me mad because I didn't keep him in a league where I needed to keep him. Uh, that ERA stays low. It seems like he never faces a good offense. I know he faced the Yankees once and he did fine there, but and he has cores. Yeah. And he did fine there too. Like he, he looks good and he's healthy. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. This course uh, game, I don't think was, was usable for fantasy, but nobody was, nobody had him in for that. So no, it wasn't an eight run outing, you know, it wasn't Carlos Martinez or, you know, right. something like that. It's just Cabrillion's big thing is he does miss more bats than people were expecting. That's the thing that's been a key takeaway so far. I still think there's going to be an adjustment coming up for him at some point. Um, a, a guy who's got, he's averaging about four Ks per nine, a guy with the control that he has, I do think is going to see some, some struggles in the coming weeks. Uh, Adam Wainwright on the most side of the list. That strikeout rate is not what we expected, but it's good. And he throws a lot of innings. Give Adam mm-hmm. Wainwright credit. I think it's all legit. Um, Ross Stripling, nice two-star guy this week. First start went well. And you wrote about Jake Odorizzi. Uh, yeah. Why is he available in so many leagues? I mean, the overall numbers don't might not look pretty, but Houston's, Houston's doing something down there because their rotation – you know, you thought, oh, they're in trouble here and, and they don't have Forrest Whitley and it, it you know, they don't have Verlander. It's kind of hard to believe. I mean, Zach Granke's doing his normal thing where the whip is lower than the ERA, strikeout rate's low, but he's still good. Or Quiddy, Luis Garcia, 
Christian Javier, they're all pitching well. And they don't even need to start Javier right now. Garcia will probably join him in a middle relief role at some point. Uh, Framber Valdez still hasn't lost. 1.67 ERA. What is it about Houston right now? They have a luxury that no other team really has other than maybe the Padres, and that is rotational depth. And we've talked a lot about it on the show that they they can pace their younger guys. And I do think they intend to do that with guys like Garcia and Urquidy, uh, even McCullers himself. And yeah, the injury uh, list did do that a little bit for them. But I, I think that people under underrate the fact that that is generally a pitching-friendly ballpark, even with some of the, the changes they've made to it. I, I do think some of it is the coaching scheme. That's something that helped Verlander himself a couple of years ago when he remade his career. They have a good approach overall. It's a little bit like Tampa Bay with that. And I do believe, I don't think any of these guys is clearly a Cy Young type, but I think every one of them is trustworthy. Every one of them is fantasy relevant when they're in that rotation. So there's no pitcher on Houston right now where you would say, I gotta, I gotta trade him now. That's a different thing because I do think you could cash in Luis Garcia, who is of any of those guys ahead of pace for something meaningful, something that's more valuable than what I expect he'll give you the rest of the year. I think he's already probably burned through half of his workload for the year, more than half. Recapping some other stuff here. Jake Cronin was homering every day in the sweep of the Dodgers. Uh, he looks incredible right now. Um, Go and Ozzy out. Yeah. I mean, like is Cronin worth a top hundred guy now? Like he's not really a base stealer, I don't think. I don't think he's been doing that. Not natural, not a natural base stealer. But you know, he's hitting well enough against lefties where he's become the number three hitter in San Diego's lineup between like Tatis and Machado. Mm-hmm. And so he's not an automatic out. And basically his his slash line looks exactly the same as last year. <laughs> 285 batting average, gets on base. OPS is fine. Not an awesome fantasy option, but he's pretty good and he's he's on pace for hundred runs. Yeah, and, and if you look at his profile compared to last year, he does look very much on track all across the board with a couple of exceptions. He's definitely hitting more fly balls, which if you look at the remainder of his profile, if that is the only change, that's not a good thing for a player like this who makes contact. Put the ball in the air and don't hit it over the fence. You're hurting your batting average. So that would be the one hesitation I have about putting him in the top 100. What do you think of George Springer in the lineup for Houston? Isn't that a little bit odd? Bad at fifth, I think. Last I looked. Yeah, and they they made the commitment not to put him back in the one, two, three. I don't think that's going to last, but they like what they've got at one, two, three right now. I mean, Semyon, Bichette, Vlad. I wouldn't mess with that. Teoscar's good. So Springer's batting fifth ahead of Grichik and Kevin Biggio. I, mm-hmm. I think that's where that's going to stay. Like Marcus, Marcus Semyon has been so good. I, I don't see how you can move him out of the number one spot. And I don't see that changing with Semyon. He's going to score a million runs. He's going to hit 30, 35 home runs. It's hard right. to believe what Marcus Semyon's doing. I don't, I don't want to see that change, but Semyon did have those couple weeks where he slumped earlier in the year, could come back. Bichette has had some injuries in his past, could come back. I'm hopeful they won't. I won't project that they're going to happen, but if they do, that could give Springer his opportunity. And the very worst case, what if he ends up the cleanup hitter? That would be a great place for him to be. I'm not, I, I don't think I'd downgrade Springer other than he's going to lose a good 30 or so PAs. So Cronenworth's number five player on the player radar over the past week. Machado, one. Kyle Schwarber, two. Charlie Morton looks great now. Mm-hmm. Uh, three. Yep. Jonathan Scope is number four. I would take – would you take Cronenworth or Scope if you have one spot to add a guy? I'd take Cronenworth. But, look, they both have flexibility. Uh, Scope has first and second base. But I, I'd prefer Cronenworth. And I, I like the Scope I like the contact-oriented game. Scope and So Scope is first and second. Cronenworth is first, second, and short. Um, so a little bit of help there. All right, uh, let's move it along now. Time for Tristan to sing the combo meals. 
Hey, it's a gumbo meal. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to sing it again. Somebody's calling you. They want to see you sing. Sing, Tristan, sing. <laughs> temporary pandemic uh, phone call. All right, now you can start over and sing. We're not stopping the show again. I think. Go ahead. The awesome part about it is uh, when I try to kill that phone, it just continues on like it's it's screaming at slow death so hey it's a combo meal combo combo it's a combo meal home run plus steel plus ringing phone (laughs) (laughs) these players were making moves earlier this week and making moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. If look this is what we're doing. We're all we're in three different states recording a show for you know 15 people and you know sometimes the phone rings and that's the way it is oh. <laughs> um, all right so we're, li- we're living the daily life and just putting it all out there for you <laughs> we're living the, i'm living the dream man i'm not even oh. uh, oh. monday manny machado wednesday jonathan scope who we keep talking about starling Marte, who's better than you think travis jankowski tristan if i had asked you on wednesday morning what team is travis jankowski on you would not have been able to answer that correctly and that could have been our trivia question on monday what team is travis jankowski on you know it's true oh i know it i know it's true we had this conversation (laughs) jankowski did it on wednesday he's a a 2014 san diego padre isn't he (laughs) He's, he's part of the con artist team and uh and then there's daz cameron what an amazing stat here yadier molina uh, what throughout or, or Daz Cameron and his father, Mike Cameron, each stole bases off Yadier Molina. That's a great stat. Wow. That is a great stat. Yeah. It's fantastic. They either each stole or each caught stealing. I don't know which it is. It doesn't matter. The <laughs> fact is Yadier's been around a really long time. And according yeah. to Kyle, who knows these things, 74 different players have a combo meal this season. 68 had one last season. We have not played. We played more than 60 games. Yeah, so we yeah are, We're beyond last year's pace. I think we're below pace then. I think we're below pace too. Um, anything yeah, you want to talk about? We're 200. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's a hundred and where it looks like we're 102 games over last year's total. Yeah. 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 Um, anything there with Daz Cameron guy doesn't look like he's going to make a lot of contact in the majors. That's my, one of my first thoughts. I mean, basically looking at his minor league numbers. Now his dad didn't make a lot of contact, but his dad was, you know, a 30, 30 guy. Do you see yeah. that for Daz Cameron or not? He's almost a light version of his dad to me where there is going to be for for fantasy purposes, there's going to be a lot more volatility in stats. And I, that would be to me, capited classic juice, the orange when things are going good. I don't know that that combo meal says it's time though. I mean, I remember his triple A numbers at Toledo and it was like a 30% K rate, but he took walks and there's, there's obviously tools there for power and speed. Could that would it surprise me if Daz Cameron the rest of the season had double digits in homers and steals and bit and hit 230? No, I could see that. Yeah. But and they're, they're still, they'll give him they'll give him playing time. They're auditioning him to see what they've got. He probably earned it based on improving the contact rate in AAA, but it was a very small sample. So I it's hey, it's an opportunity, AL only situation. And I don't think you need to add Travis Jankowski to your many teams, people. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you don't see lots more playing time for him in that outfield. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't see that I don't happening. Either. Although I don't even know what they're doing. I mean, the decisions being made there are remarkable, which we'll get to in this next segment. When Tristan sings again, it's time for the closer carousel. 
It's the closer carousel. And no ring. Hold on, let me call you and you sing it again. So the phone rings during that. I killed I killed the phone. I took my giant mallet and mashed it. Yeah, I know we would have heard it. I got I got Bill Murray to take care of it a la Groundhog Day. The guy next door is mowing his lawn. He does it every Thursday, right at this time. Can you people hear that? I don't think you can. Oh, boy. Uh, anyway, closer carousel. Let's talk about Philadelphia. They don't win a ton of games, but Hector Neris is just bad. He's been bad for years, and I can't stand watching him. And what bothers me about Hector Neris is I actually drafted him on one of my teams, and I don't. Ha- that team has no bench, and he's obviously not tradable. And I can't drop him because anybody with saves is rostered. Um, I mean, even Greg Holland is rostered in that league. I, I just i am so mad at him. I, I drafted Neris because I thought, of course, they'll go back to him. Of course he will because he's experienced. I, look, if you want to give Jose Alvarado save chances and have him walk the ballpark, look, I'm not watching the Phillies anyway. I can't watch. I just can't do it. They're, they're too hard to watch. I've never had a team like this. The, the Greg Jeffries Phillies were more watchable. The Steve Jelton. Oh, Phillies, wow. Um, oh. The Rico Bronya Phillies. The Phillies <laughs> three and four years ago were oh. more watchable. This is un, this, this defense, this manager, this bullpen. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do yeah. it. I, I, I'm losing my mind. So yesterday I won the hammock. And I am not watching and I'm not listening. I'm reading a book. I'm feeling calm. And then I see Twitter blowing up because Andrew McCutcheon hits a grand slam. And I'm like, they're going to blow it. I don't want to listen to them blowing it. And I love the radio crew for the Phillies. And then, and then an inning later, they do blow it. Josh Bell hits a grand slam off a pitcher who shouldn't even be in the major leagues. Just shouldn't be there. And, and then I'm like, I I can't do it. But I thought, I want to hear what they have to say about it. So I turn on the radio while I'm on my hammock and I'm listening to this disaster unfold. And I'm thinking, well, I know exactly what's going to happen here. They're going to come back and take the lead miraculously. And everybody's going to be like, oh, the con artist is a genius. And then Hector Neris is going to blow the save. That's exactly what happened. I wish I had tweeted it out. And people would have said, oh, you're so smart. But I'm not smart I'm because I turned it on, because I listened to the game. I'm not smart. And Davey knows this. I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have done it. But I did it anyway. Why did I do it? Can you can you talk, please? This, I, I gotta stop. This this genuine classic Eric Carabell rant comes from Angry Man Brand. <laughs> that that was epic, I'll tell you. And and it doesn't encapsulate well. By the Why way, do I put I'll, myself through this. Why do I? I don't know. I put myself through this. I I know. I completely get it. I look at Alvarado. By the way, Alvarado has got more walks than Neris and Sam Coonrod combined. If your team, let me ask you a question, okay? If your team suddenly won as much as the Diamondbacks, you'd mm-hmm. still watch, you'd still listen. You've been a Yankee fan your entire life, since Don yeah. Mattingly, since everybody else. And I've been a fan since Schmitty and Carlton and my favorite Von Hayes. I can't stop. I'm sick. I'm going to keep watching, listening, reading about this awful run baseball team. All right, just tell me who gets the next save. <laughs> <laughs> who gets the next save? It's Alvarado, but he walks the bases loaded, and Neris is closing yeah, by next week. Like, like I, I actually think the guy I'll name is going to be in there for the chance, and he'll blow it, and then it's going to be Neris again, or somebody else might as well take the dartboard out at this point. Ne- you know what Neris is? Neris is that guy who would come to decent stats in fantasy or in real life in 2005, and that brand doesn't exist anymore. So I think you're spot on to the fact that he... He is a relic in that bullpen, but there's nobody else who should really take this job. I mean, I, I look at this and I say Ranger Suarez has great numbers, but he's a multi-inning guy. So who who is it then? 
Sakura, it's Brogdon, Bradley. I mean, it's, the, I bet I bet it's Archie Bradley. Just in because time, of experience, but in, in time, in tomorrow, I, I would you rather roster using him in key spots? Are they at least not manager last night, cares? He doesn't even know what he's doing right now. Jerry um, Greg Hardy was big on roles in New York. That's the thing that puzzles me. He sometimes he had he was, the best closer of all time, which 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 makes you look good as a manager when, when nobody blowing saves. When he didn't, when Rivera was gone or Rivera was injured, and he did miss that year, he was still clingy to roles. He wanted guys to know what they were. It's not just him, by the way. I don't know, I know. What, why the Royals would continue to give Greg Holland save chances is, is beyond me. You have oh, four better arms. Scott Barlow is in the top yeah. 10 in relief pitcher war right now. Josh Stoman is good. Yeah. Why on earth would you give Greg Holland save chances? Like, I, I, I don't have him on any teams. I mean, I'm like Naris. But, mm-hmm. like, what is he seeing that makes him do that? Yeah. Like, I, this I, is... Like this is Matheny just on concentrate. When he was in St. Louis, he was another guy who wanted a closer and he would change them depending on performance, but not nearly as quickly as he's doing it in Kansas City. And the patterns they followed are that Holland went on the injured list and when he came back, he disappeared. And then Stolmont goes on the injured list and then all of a sudden he comes back, he's disappeared. It doesn't make any sense to me. I watched the Holland games. I mean, he did have the save the other day, but I'm not impressed by anything I see from him lately. And I don't trust him. You're right. Barlow is the only one that I would rely on as a regular pitcher in high leverage. The only but one. From a fantasy, let's get back to the fantasy here. Yeah. I've lost my mind here. I've lost my way a little bit. I probably should take a show or two off. But the bottom line <laughs> is, Naris is still going to get 10, 15 more saves. Holland yes. is still going to get 10 more saves because their managers yeah. don't know what they're doing. And that's what you got. Don't roster Alvarado. It might be there's no one else. What I'd say is don't we right now put Kansas City and Philadelphia to the side. We can't trust those bullpens. That's how I feel. Can you, I'm not going to say his name. You can, if you want, can you trust your Yankee lefty closer right now? That was bad. What happened yesterday that that he can't throw strikes. That's bad. So, Okay, I've, I've watched him very closely because I want to know what's going on. There are a couple of games where the velocity is definitively down. Velocity is a problem for him when it is not there. When it's at 96, 97, he is a very different pitcher. And the command has been off consistently since that game in Minnesota. He's had a couple of games where the velocity was 103, 102, 101, and he was great. But overall, I am worried. The problem is there really isn't anybody behind him to take over. Zach Britton is not. Oh, that's not it. true. That's, that's definitively true. not Chad Green could easily get saves right now. So could Zach Britton. They have two options, whereas There's, most teams don't. Britton's not ready for it. Britton is not ready for it. He's he's but his working manager doesn't care. Back. His manager doesn't care about that. He says, I know, oh, he's, he's, he's had a great statement. season in the past, so he's experienced. doesn't matter if he's hurt right now. I'll just put him in the role. It, it's not that he's hurt. It's that he was brought back and they were easing him in. And then all of a sudden, Aaron Boone says yesterday that all uh, he's my eighth inning guy. That's great, but I'm not sure he's quite ready for it. I would add Britain right now instead of Alvarado in a fantasy league, yes. in, a, in a deep league. Yeah, you I would agree to. with that. I would agree with that, but you, but, but, but it's going to be a partnership. It's going to be a partnership initially. Um, Jordan Romano got the saves for Toronto this, this week. It's pretty clear he's their guy, um, and I don't know when Julian Merrill is coming back. Kendall Graven got a save this week, his first since returning. Um, Brad Hand, still a little messy, but no question he's their closer. I think I, I want your opinion here on the NLE seriously. Now, do you yeah. think that like some of these teams are going to sell off? Like Brad Hand could easily be a Yankee in a month, but I don't know if Washington wants to sell. 
The Mets right. don't run away with this division. It, it keeps the Phillies, Washington, Miami around. And Atlanta, I think, are contenders. So, like, I don't think Jimmy Garcia ends up on Houston as a setup man unless the Mets pull away. That makes sense? Yes, the Mets are keeping the rest of the division in the race, and that's making these decisions difficult. And what's weird about the National League when I was checking the standings today is it feels to me like we already know the wild cards are coming out of the West. So it's go for the division. I think Washington, who's played they've played very well lately, are very much still in the National League East hunt. Atlanta, I agree with you. I think on talent they could get there. And you're right, Miami might stick around long enough that they don't sell off parts. The question is, does Starling Marte get traded? Because if he does then I think Garcia will be next on the block. And in that case, a guy like Dylan Floro could get some saves. Well, they could trade him too. <laughs> they could trade him too, yes. Then they could I could go argue back Dylan Floro. I think Dylan Floro is better than Yimmy Garcia. So if the Yankees want an eighth inning guy or the Astros, the Astros right. kind of need an eighth inning guy right now. Yeah. I mean, that team is amazing and they're doing it with like, no real setup man. Or And, yeah. you know, the Dodgers could use a setup man. So I, you know, I think, Anyway, moving on. So, Let's look at the schedule. I'll, I'll, we got to raise one more though, because something happened yesterday. It. Even though the, we hate the we 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 hate this closest situation, Stefan Crichton DFA'd. Did he really? I didn't even notice that he was designated for assignment. And oh, I know what, the, I know what DFA means. I just I know. Oh, <laughs> well, for the for the list, I know you know. <laughs> I'm saying it for the listeners. I'm not that so, dumb. I mean, you know, there's a level here. I, I'll get, grant you that. <sighs> At least you keep uh, your ringer off on your phone. I thought um, it was Joaquin Story anyway. Soria completed the 5-1 victory the other day. So and he I'm not saying I want him. He 4-1 victory. So I think, although no, Soria can be traded. Right, but I'm saying if it was 4-1, he still would have pitched that inning. Correct, yes. He, yes. he would have gotten the save. The fact that 5-1 and 4-1 is so different in, in, a, in a real-life setting is utterly ridiculous. Yes. But, know. you know, yeah. right? Yeah, without question. And maybe that's what's going to happen is there aren't enough save chances because the one time they've got a five-run victory, they need to get him some work. I, I don't think this bullpen is going to matter, but it does look like Soria is the only – I mean, I would, he's Soria all there over, is. Soria over Greg Holland the rest of the way in fantasy. I would say yes. I, I, I don't think they're getting no. a whole lot for him. <laughs> I don't think Arizona is going to be able to trade him. Yeah, I, I'm, I'll say no on that one I, and just on volume. Okay. Well, neither team's going to get save volume there. Taking a look at the schedule here, I've been angry on the today's show. I need the weekend. I need to relax. I need to sit on my hammock. I, I need to not not listen or watch the Phillies. I told you, classic, genuine rant. Those are. I mean, it's, it's been a it's been a great week in Philadelphia sports. I want to thank I want to personally thank the Philadelphia 76ers for. I mean, give Atlanta all the credit in the world, and I I'm absolutely sorry, Wyman, and everybody else who likes Milwaukee, but I'm absolutely rooting for Atlanta to win because it makes the 76ers look better. But also, I like Trey Young. He's fun. You know, Kyle knows he's listening. I, I like Kevin Herter. Good for him. And Bogdanovich. And, you know, I think it's I think it's all good stuff. But the point here is that um mm -hmm. I don't oh, I just want to say it's been a fun week in Philadelphia sports. Yeah. That's what I want to say. Um <laughs> baseball schedule. I should stop talking. Let's yeah, do it. You're going to do the rest <laughs> of the show. Schedule. What does the schedule look like today for you? Why don't you talk so I can take a break? <laughs> All right. So Thursday schedule already underway. Two day games. The night slate is going to begin with uh, the seven o'clock games on ESPN Plus. We've got the uh, we've got Cleveland at Minnesota with JC Mejia. By the way, Eric, I got to bring up the Cleveland rotation. Losing Aaron Savali to that finger injury, they are really, really thin in terms of depth. That rotation's got some problems, and they're in the wild card hunt. He goes against Jose Barrios. I think. Obviously, we know who's who. 
you got any concerns with Cleveland going forward? Like what's your reaction overall with that? I like Aaron Savali. So that kind of stinks, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, it's five, five to six weeks. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was something like that with the finger, mm-hmm. and it's just bad luck. And then we haven't really gotten a definitive Bieber update, have we? So Bieber like, was shut down for two weeks, which the timetable comes up on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, you know, like I don't see, like I, I don't want to roster any of those current starting pitchers. Cal Quantrill. Quantrill's you know, probably the closest thing, but they're they're going mix and match between Mejia, Sam Hanches, and who's the third guy? The other guy. Uh, Oh, Eli Morgan. And they're called they're they shuffled the triple A rotation so Tristan McKenzie would line up for Monday. They give him two starts next week. But man, he's been wild this year. Too many walks. I wait yeah. Too way too many walks. Um we should know ESPN Plus. Yeah, that's Cleveland, Minnesota. Yeah, Friday. Friday, ESPN Plus has Houston, Detroit, Fran Valdez, and Willie Peralta or Wiley Peralta, if you choose. Um Fran Valdez, you gotta add him. You gotta add all this all the Houston starting pitchers, I'd say. Yeah. Valdez, um, have you not his uh, roster percentage had soared lately and rightfully so sure. he's in that group. Sure. And you know what? They can win the world series because they could put Valdez and Garcia and you know, the other guy whose name escapes me into or long or kitty into long relief roles in the playoffs. They could basically start Granky. I th- here's a, no, I don't go that bold. Granky McCullers games one and two. I was going to say Verlander's back for game three of the playoffs, but I don't really believe. Oh, that. wow. He could do that. He'll be ready. You Wasn't Furlander's intent to come back to even give them relief help? Yeah, I, 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 I don't think I would add him in fantasy. Okay, no. and I didn't, I didn't plan to say this, but I do see a scenario here where it's October and Verlander is pitching in relief for Houston. Granky or Kitty, Granky, McCullers, Odorizzi would be the three starters, and then they would have three other like swing right. long types: or Kitty, right. Garcia, Javier, and Valdez. They have four. And, and, when and the, then Verlander. And when they need the fourth man because the schedule dictates it, go with the piggyback or the opener type approach to that game. I like it a lot because you've got the depth in order to fill the innings in between if somebody just doesn't have it. And then that's all you use until yeah. Presley. Like you're never going to see like Ryan Stanek or Brian Abreu or anyone else in, in middle relief. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, 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 hear I, I think Houston's winning the World Series. I do. That's a team. They gotta, yeah. They need they need to have their lineup healthy all together at the same time. They've had a lot of ping ponging injured list stints. And good for they them. Kyle Tucker for, back. for proving that what happened a couple of years ago is over with. All right. Anything on, and we'll get through the individual pitchers. Anything on a general scale here for the the forecaster comes out every day, but Friday people look at next week. So is there anything? Is there a theme for you for next week that you want to talk about here? It's always Rockies home or away, yes. but is there anything are, else or DH stuff or whatever? Yeah, so the Rockies are home for the entirety of the week. They've got all seven games. They're hosting the Pirates for three, so that's not a lot of a benefit on the Pirates' side. But St. Louis, the offense that's been the worst in baseball in the month of June, comes in for a four-game series. And coupling that up with St. Louis's other series, which is three games against Arizona, and they're home, St. Louis, for those, they have a great bounce-back opportunity here, at least on the offensive side. So very, very key week for them. That's the one that stands out. It's another week, too, where we have pitchers who've either come back from injury or could or are going to come back from injury aligned for two starts. So we'll see whether Max Freed gets the start on Tuesday, gets a two-start Mets and Miami uh, matchups there. Sonny Gray is tentatively 
coming back on Tuesday, would host San Diego and the Cubs for that game. Danny Duffy, who just came back against the Yankees, would line up for two starts in Boston, hosting Minnesota. And the fourth guy who's going to slip my mind at this moment, of course. Somebody who just came back. People realize how low Danny Duffy's ERA is. Zach Allen. Zach Allen's the other. He's got at St. Louis and hosting the Giants. You trusting him? Is it fair to ask that question? Are you trusting him? Yeah, uh, it was a decent last outing. I'll say, yeah. I mean, it was a decent last outing. Let me look. I, it was I, short. It was abbreviated. It was, it was like a four inning. And I thought, oh, that's not cool. Well, I think he's working. Remember, he didn't, he skipped the rehab. Oh, it, was just, it was two outings before that. Okay. So his last yeah. outing was a, a five innings, eight strikeouts against the Brewers before that San Francisco hit him. Okay. So I guess, it, I, I don't know. I just, I'm still kind of on the fence there. Um, all right. So individual pitchers for Friday that have no mm-hmm. John, John Snow's back at Milwaukee day games on Friday at four mm-hmm. o'clock. So please get your daily lineups in early and a double header. I mean, if, if there's anything worse than watching or listening to the Phillies for nine innings, it's, it's 14. Um, and you know, there'll be one ga- game that goes into extra innings there. Aaron Nola, Taiwan Walker. I know Orioles fans are saying, Hey, try rooting for us. You know what? There's no expectations on your Orioles. That's why it doesn't hurt. That's why it doesn't hurt when you're watching the Orioles. Cause you know, First of all, they have a farm system. They have the best money you know, catcher. Like Freddie Gow is trying. A, you know, like there's you, there's no expectations right now for Arizona fans. Yeah, for, for Davy and Seattle fans. That you know, I would say right now the, the the franchise where its fans can complain the most is probably Minnesota. Like they were supposed to be a World Series contender. Yeah, yeah. But after that, Atlanta, Philadelphia. Like what is going yeah. on there? You root for those teams. You're like this is just awful to watch. I, I like your thought on expectations there because, and I have no right to talk. I get that. But there was something fun about watching the 1990 Yankees, seeing the Azarazokars, watching Scott Kamenicki, Jeff Johnson, Wade Taylor, you know, try and break through in that rotation. There was, there was something fun about knowing what you are and enjoying the games for the baseball. I get it. I totally get it. Look, I know my team ain't winning the World Series, but at least be entertaining and fun. So like, that's kind of my yeah. point. Like, yeah. You know, and I think that Baltimore game Times, was tough weren't to watch. Oh, that I, game I was tough to watch. I watched it and I thought it was tough to watch. <laughs> anyway. Um, All right. Let's get back to the schedule. Yeah. So we got let's see. Tony Gonsolin at home against the Cubs on Friday. You, oh, you in? Friday, yeah. Are you in there or not? I'm out on Tony Gonsolin. I don't think he goes Yeah, I've been, I've been, I think he's hurt. I've been advising that I'm worried about him. Yeah. The skills say in general, I'm okay. But right now I'm, I'm worried. I'm with you that. Yeah. There could be something going on. You say Kukuchi at the White Sox and Carlos Rodon again. Kukuchi's good now. Yeah. Yeah. But lefty against the White Sox and at their park. I'm still in. Okay. I'm probably more in on Mike you. Minor at Texas. Revenge. But I do think Kukuchi's legit. And by the way, you the White be Sox. Much more in. Much more they're, in on Minor. Much more in on Rodon. You know, the White Sox lineup is not what we think. Half of it's bad. Yes. Your Mercedes is terrible now. Yes. Like, he, you can drop him in an ESPN standard yes. fantasy, can't you? Like, I was well, I thought this was top 10. Well, tell me why well. For two months, he's not eligible. Catcher eligible in our game. That's the. So what? And two months, he hasn't hit. It's not two weeks. Should, right. Two you, should, you should always be careful as to what are you replacing with. And yeah, in our standard game, there's probably talent to replace him with. Yeah. Well, the most added list among catchers, number one is Gary Sanchez, but he's at 85%. Sean Murphy, I would I would take Sean Murphy over. Murphy's at 44%. Mercedes, okay, that's an opportunity. Yep, Max Stasi of the Angels. I would add him over Mercedes. Omar Novaez at least takes a walk. 
But, I'm I mean, not would, a sassy guy. You wouldn't not take bias. You wouldn't take Jan Gomes right now over your Mercedes. Mercedes is just making outs. He's not going to play. They're going to demote him. I By probably, our next show, yeah, Mercedes probably is going to be demoted. Yeah, I've been wondering that myself, and they're writing about that in the Chicago papers. I, I think it's a serious question. They they, all, they already couldn't play him with the DH games this week. So, I'm yeah, surprised they didn't do I, it before this week. I'm I'm saying I I think my mentality goes to the twelve team two catchers league two catcher leagues, and in those I think it's more dangerous because I'm I'm in those and I'm looking at guys who play as often as Francisco Mejia are the best you have the Williams Estadio types. The, the, the uncertain role types. That's um, when it gets dangerous. Friday night, Atlanta at Cincinnati. You like Drew Smiley. I don't get it. Please explain why briefly. So the skills he had two years ago and last year are there. Decent outing the last time out. I still think there's something to him and he has stayed healthy. And one of the things I wrote in the preseason is that if he could show better health, better, better health, better stamina, that he'd be a little bit more than a streamer. And right now I think... More than a streamer. <laughs> Wait, what, what are you doing? The you know, oh, yeah, that's streamer, right. you know, streamer. Or are you doing like the BGs? More than a streamer. Which more than doing? a streamer. He's more than a streamer to me. <laughs> I I just think it's important to define which song you're singing there because the BGs are and and then what's the streamer one? That's I don't even know the band who that is. <laughs> that's White Snake, is it? Uh oh gosh, what is Rattlesnake? it? Um, no, it's uh Rattlesnake. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna have to look it up. Oh, geez. No, I could they're at the tip of my tongue. I was just listening to it. I th- let Who? me check my Spotify. Let's just no. pause the show and I, I don't know. I'm trying to think. You know, I'm a streamer. Is that Motley Crue? No, it's uh... oh yeah, home sweet home. That is Motley Crue. Okay, that's there it's we go. It's home sweet home. Yeah. Oh, could two bands gosh, be different than believe... B- Motley Crue and Bee Gees. We just sang their songs. Like, my oh, friends are going to t- tweet and criticize me more for that than anything I have ever said on the history of the show. I promise you. I hope my friends aren't <laughs> listening to this garbage. Um, <laughs> oh. What else? All right. So you like Drew Smiley. Good for you. You win leagues. I don't. I don't. <laughs> um, he's on that borderline. I'm just to be clear. He's on that borderline. But right now in the pitching scenario we have, especially after losing Aaron Savali, you got to get somebody. <laughs> um, Ian Anderson on Saturday. It's all Atlanta pitching talk now, apparently. Yep. Ian Anderson, I don't know if you're aware of this, Tristan, but I don't know what to expect from outing to outing. Um, it's either zero runs or four earned runs. His last six outings, three yeah. of them nary a run, three of them four earned. It, it, so I, I could say two earned runs on Saturday, but I don't believe that. It's either going to be zero or four, and you know it. Which is it? Yeah. And by the way, the other two were the zeros were road starts, and this is a road start. And now it will tell you that what I just said is completely meaningless because the home games were against. Boston and the Dodgers, which are terrible matchups at Cincinnati is a suboptimal matchup. I, I think he's probably worth your start, but I'm not excited about it. I don't so think he's the he's anti Blake Snell who just gets hammered at home. Blake Snell's home road splits are hard to believe. Yes, they are. Well, I don't uh, know if the splits for the year or follow it for Anderson. Let's see. I don't uh, think I don't home think is 430 are. and away is 237. They are. There you wow. go. Hates that home cooking. Uh, Logan Gilbert. Bad ballpark to pitch in. Yeah, it is. Um, I think you're running out of time to add Kenta Maeda if he's available in your league. He's hosting Cleveland on Saturday. You want him? I think he's. Gosh, I I hope he's not available in your league. Are you kidding? Well, I mean, let me look and see. I I can't. In ESPN leagues, you don't think Kenta Maeda is probably available in some leagues? I'm speaking to you, the listener. I really hope. I hope for your sake he's available in the leagues because you. He's at 79. 79%. 79%. So some leagues he's available and okay. ZRA is over five and it's, it's end of June. So I can't say I'm surprised. Adam um, instantly. 
Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN. It's Albert Alzale, who Tristan loves, against Clayton Kershaw, who everybody loves. That should be fun. Cubs and Dodgers. Um, check it out. Yeah. Zach Gallon goes against you, Darvish, on Sunday. That should be a lot of fun as well. And then ESPN Plus has well, yeah, that Zach Gallon's Zach Gallen's which day? Says here gotta, Sunday, but I don't know if that's true. I've got a yeah, Diamondbacks have a, a very variable rotation. I had them projected in on the Monday, but I'll have to I'll review that. So sorry for what I said before about the two starts if I'm mistaken. Former Phillies great Jared Eikoff pitching for the Mets now. Yeah. Well, the Mets lost Everybody. I mean they lost Joey yeah. Lucchese for the year. They needed an extra starter because of the doubleheaders, and they have an injury with it's is it Stroman? Is Marcus Stroman? Uh who has not been placed on the injury list. They say they won't, but but teams lie. We'll see. They lie, they lie all the time. Dude, uh, Patrick Sandoval, the Angels isn't lying. Every start seems like a decent one now. Two or three earned runs. He's striking people out. He's pitching on Sunday at Tampa. Are you in on Patrick Sandoval? I think you can make the case. You can make the case, and 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 the forecaster projections are going to say yeah, and yeah, you should, and I'm going to say it's Tampa. They get it done, and they're at home. <sighs> flip a coin. I'm going to say no, but flip a coin. I flip a coin every day, baby. All right, time for trivia. Kyle cannot connect, so I'm going to do it, and he, I'm going to read it. And he Trivia, can... trivia that Eric will ask. Uh, oh, nice. I see what you did there. Uh, four pitchers, because he did extensive research on this, and we have to give Kyle full – whenever we can give Kyle full credit – we have to give Kyle full credit. I make it a point to give like Kyle it. full credit all the time. Kyle rules. <laughs> Kyle rules. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> They're not listening, Kyle. Four pitchers have an average run support at least three runs greater than their ERA. Let me read that again. Four pitchers have an average run support at least three runs greater than their ERA. I'm trying to think what that means. 83 of them are universally rostered. Can you name the outlier? So the roster percentages of these four pitchers, three of them are almost, you know, 99.9%. And then one of them is a 64.8%. That's a very good question, Kyle. Yeah. My goodness. You know, Cole's one of them. Cole is obviously one of them. Average run. So I don't even pay attention to average run support. Do you? I don't, but it influences wins, which is still a category. Obviously the best hitting teams score the most runs. So this is not going to be John means, but like, I'm trying to think of like, does Gosman? San Francisco is leading the league in home runs. Right. Somehow. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I, this is not going to be your Dodgers Yankees. So we'll get the answer after I read the hash browns and Kyle just uh, texts me and I won't look. I don't know. I don't know if Garrett Cole's one of them. It seems like every one of his games is three to two. But right. um, so here are the questions. Zach is first up in hash browns. What is Eloy Jimenez's value in a keeper league? That's a good question. Do you assume now that Eloy Jimenez is brittle? No, because I think that leaned towards a flukish ailment, and he did not have the 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 pattern of minor things before that. So if we ranked him as a borderline top 10 fantasy outfitter back in March, which I believe we did, wouldn't he still be a top 10 outfitter in fantasy for next March and beyond? Yes. I so nothing's so. changed. But I love him. I love him. I think the all fields approach he has hitting is it's pretty rare. So, um, so basically what we're saying is nothing has changed in how we evaluate Eloy moving ahead for 2022 and beyond. What about for Luis Robert? Other, other than 
it was a long-term injury and patterns can be developed coming out of that injury. So if he comes back and has an injury after that, then the question gets louder. Uh, Luis Robert, mm, probably the same story. But I worry about his plate discipline, don't you? A little bit, yeah. Yep. And and he I has think Eloy's a better bases. player. He needs this. Robert needs to steal bases to be valuable in fantasy. Yes. Eloy does not. Yeah. I think Eloy is a better baseball player. Maybe not for fantasy because of the well, steals, but uh, I mean Robert's defense in center field is magnificent. Eloy yeah, needs to be a okay. DH, so you can't sure. say I'm, that. I'm not counting defense. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, for fantasy. I'm thinking of fantasy. Eloy to me still seems like a 3510 guy, bats 270 every year. Robert could bat 230 with 25 and 25. Yeah. And then that's going to be more valuable. That will be more valuable in real life. Yes. Yeah. And fantasy. Fantasy. Because nobody steals. Um, Turnbull writes, has Ross Stripling figured something out? No more than two earned in five of his past six starts. Yes, I believe he has. I wrote about Stripling two columns ago. He was uh, one of the recommended pickups. He made a tweak working with the pitching coach before the game where you remember they had the opener. I think it was, gosh, I forget who it was. He gave it five runs of the first inning and then stripling through a gem. I think it was on Memorial day. He made an adjustment right before that. And it has carried some good numbers, not missing as many bats as I like, but definitely above the, uh, above the line of streaming. Um, he's missing bats last three starts, seven, nine and six strikeouts against mm-hmm. Miami, the Yankees and at Fenway. Um, so he's been doing things um, a little, a little bit mirage on the K's. I want to see the swinging strike rate rise, but to your point, it's strong improvement. Cody writes, does Michael Brantley's BABIP scare you? Where do you slot him with guys like Tucker Mancini and O'Neill? Michael Brantley's BABIP. Okay. That should be a band name. Let me look <laughs> here. Is he among the leaders in BABIP? Cause I hadn't noticed anything crazy with Michael Brantley's line right now. Yeah, but he it's had certainly missed time. So I, I don't, I don't, I think he was beneath the qualifiers for me for a little while. He uh, is okay, no, currently. No, he's second. number two. So Castellanos at 394, Brantling 389, Yohan Moncada 382, Jordan Alvarez 382, Tim Anderson, Teoscar, Trey Turner, Xander Bogart. A lot of guys over 360 here. It's kind of rare for this late in the season. Yep. Um, Brantley is a 10% strikeout rate. My goodness, is that great? Yep. 30% line drive rate, too. I don't think he's going to hit 356 the rest of the year, but I bet he hits over 300. Same with Castellanos. Same with him. Brantley does have only only four home runs and nary a steal, though. Mm -hmm. So Brantley almost has to hit for average because he's not doing a whole lot else. Well, he bats second in a good lineup, so that fuels runs, and that is perennially underrated by fantasy managers. I'd I'd be worried about Moncada, who is not hitting for power and is only hitting 273 despite that BABIP. You know, Mankata might bat 220 the rest of the year. That would, I'd be more scared of Mankata. Now, the question asked, um, in re- Brantley in relation to Tucker, Mancini, and O'Neill. Mancini is what he is. A 30-hundred guy, bats 270, he's safe. He'll end up on another team in a month. Tyler O'Neill is a 230 batting average guy who should have 30 home runs. Um, Kyle Tucker can run. I'm not sure he's safe for batting average. But Brantley's kind of hollow. It's just basically just batting yeah. average and runs. So, I don't know. Well, Tucker, I had... Very clearly at the top of this group. I mean, Tucker should be a fantasy monster. Yeah, I I love him. And remember, uh, I'd mentioned that his, quote, sluggish start to the year was a lot of bad luck. I'd probably go Tucker. I think I have Mancini over Brantley. And I feel just from my gut, it's Tucker, Mancini, Brantley, O'Neal. But they're close and all relevant. Well, Tucker's easily the best because he has the best first name. I expect to get a 
text from Kyle any second. <laughs> um, Joe you, writes, mentioned about, you mentioned about Mankata. I want to ask you this. You said, I, I'm agree, I agree with you. He'll regress, but he has, he has a history of doing this. I don't. I think Yo Mankata is overrated in fantasy. Okay, when he was when, four years ago, I thought power, speed, everything, five categories, second baseman. Now mm-hmm. at third base, he's on his way to batting 260 with 12 home runs. He is a really overrated fantasy option, Yoan Moncada, right now. He is. He has a he has a 365 career major league BABIP. Right. 360. He's fast That's enough to get on base, but not fast enough to steal bases. Hmm. I don't know. I just I think he's overrated. People rank him in the top hundred. He's not a top hundred guy. The way the, what, his okay. batting average right now is low, despite the BABIP. No power, no speed. I don't know. Tell me his, I'm wrong. Yeah, his, no, his stat profile, look at it. It looks pretty hollow in a traditional roto. Basically, he's taking a lot of walks, yeah. and he's getting some bad love here. But is one he not of those getting probably, pitched to? Because he's been batting after the big guys and in he's front of not, like Adam Engel and, you know. Yeah, he's not getting pitched to. He's got a 38.5% zone rate. That's pretty but low. But for him, that's a good on-base percentage. Joe writes, mm-hmm. I can only keep two stash on my injury list. Who gets the boot? Adalberto Mondesi, Tommy Pham, Mike Mostakis, and Luis Severino. Uh, so he can only keep two. You, you got to keep Mondesi as one of them, and probably Pham. I mean, Mondesi, I'm glad I don't have any shares anywhere. A guy comes off the injury list, and the next day, they, he's back on. Can't stay healthy. Tell me I'm wrong. He can't stay healthy. But you got to keep him. You got to trade him. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do think you have to keep him as well. I'm trying to get my – I remember the last thing I read about Mike Moustakis, I was pretty concerned about him, and I think he's the one who needs to go. I think fam because he can steal bases, I would keep around. I can only keep – And you're nuts if you think Severino is going to give you anything. Wait, where's I'm, – I'm confused by the question, though. What am I – He can only keep two guys on his injury list, and his, he has four I'm, injured guys. I'm missing something on fam. Is Fam not on the injury list? Is, oh, didn't Pham I don't play last so. night? I, I've got Fam. He, I've, I'm getting stats. Oh, he's did back he get now. hurt? He's he's been back for a long time. Has, has, so he's been keeping him stashed since the injury stint because that's nuts. He's been putting up great numbers. Yeah, and he's and he's a base stealer. So so even if it's two out of three, then Mustakis. If it's not, I mean, just activate Fam. Yeah, but who do you I, let? I, if so, if it's Mont- Severino, Mustakis, there's no reason to think Severino is going to do anything this year. No reason at all. They're optimistic with the recent updates. He actually might come back around the same time as Moustakis. Oh, God. Breaking news. The Kraken hired their first coach, and he's a former Philadelphia coach. Good luck, Kraken. Get out of here. Watch. He's going to be like – watch. So Dave Haxtell is going to go to Seattle Kraken. He's going to be like Terry Francona after he left the Phillies, and he's going to win. Oh, man. going to win the Stanley (laughs) Cup. Philly couldn't wait to get rid of Haxtell. But now this this is is exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be like Francona all over again. Are you going to pull the Las Vegas thing where they're an awesome expansion franchise? They did a great job. The Vegas did. did a great job building they that franchise did. quickly. Playoffs, conference finals. Hockey's yeah. been great over the last yeah. hockey and basketball are awesome right now. I'm watching yeah. all those games. Islanders, that was so much fun last night, the overtime. And then Trey Young on one side, and I totally want Phoenix to win. I do not. I, I want Phoenix to win the, the West. But Devin Booker's a blast. Chris Paul, I love him. I, you know, good, great players. And, and yeah. Mikhail Bridges should be on the 76ers. I, I don't even care if you're listening, saying, what do you care about this? I care. So I'm watching basketball I, and Vanderbilt. Did you see what happened last night with Vanderbilt in the college world series? I know you didn't, you weren't watching, I did but not, no. in the ninth inning, two outs in the ninth inning, nobody on base down a run walk single error. 
wild pitch, they win the game. It was wow. amazing. That was more fun than watching a Major League Baseball game. There's electricity in the stands, energy. Everybody's on their feet, loving it. I, if I had tuned into yesterday's Phillies game, there were 18,000 people <laughs> in the stands, all bored and getting sunburnt, and they're angry, and they're throwing stuff on the field, and Hector Neris and the con artist. And, but in, in College World Series in Omaha, it's so much fun and electricity. And then the, and then the, 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 the softball was just as amazing with what James Madison did. <laughs> In fairness, just in fairness here, you're a Phillies fan contrasting these things to one another. So <laughs> just, I just got to point that out there. The Rays, are, your point, the Rays are among the best teams in baseball and there's no energy in their stadium. None. I've, hey, haven't gone to Rays games. All right. Padres yeah. Dodgers was fun this week. There was energy there. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. was. We're totally right. off track on our questions, though. <laughs> All right. Um, Ross, deep one catcher league. Keep one, bench one, cut one. Gary Sanchez, Yasmani Grandel, James McCann. Oof. Keep one, bench one, cut one. Keep one. Well, Grandel's hitting up. like 180. I want to keep Grandel over Sanchez. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, you, you can keep two of them around, but one's going to the bench. So to me, Sanchez would play right now. Grandel would be benched, and I'd let McCann go. I think that's fair. Now, McCann's probably going to get the bulk of the catching chores right now because oh. uh, Thomas Tomas Nito got hurt, but... He did. Here's a great question. This is all for me. Alex says, I was batting a 1,000 with three walks in my softball league. I hear you, Alex. And then I cut off my COVID hair, and now I'm in a two-for-seven slump. Is it regression to the mean, or have I made the biggest mistake of my career? Alex, I did the <laughs> same thing. I had 14-month COVID hair. It looked awesome. Uh, yep. But then it got too hot outside and I was putting it in like man buns and ponytails. And it was like, this ain't me. So I cut it and now I can't buy a hit. And, and people are like, well, we, we can't walk him, you know, cause he's too fast on the bases. So now I'm not even getting walks. You know what? I feel you. I feel your pain, Alex. I feel your pain. It's, I mean, the scientists have done studies about how the hair drag on the wind kind of slows your swing a little bit. And if you guys had looked into that beforehand, you might've known that it was a bad idea. If you're mocking me, I'm not pleased. I'm totally facetious about this, but, you know, come on. <laughs> to answer Alex's very important question, yes, it was regression to the mean, but he's also made the biggest mistake of his career. You should have kept the hair. I should have kept my hair. I like it. Yep. It was it was the the, the COVID hair cutting curse. The biggest problem with, exist. The biggest problem with cutting your hair after 14 months is now, six weeks later, I got to cut it again. Every six weeks, I got to yeah. cut it because it looks bad. If yeah. I just left it alone for years... I mean, people would have looked at me silly. Did you uh, did you have enough hair that you could have donated it? Yes. Wow. Wow. All right. Impressive. We should answer the trivia question. We this this show went totally off the rails. I mean, just in a in a majestic <laughs> way. So I hope everybody's okay with that. And if you're not, oh. if you're one of the thirteen people listening, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so I'll reread the question here, and then we're rolling uh, off rails with the show today <laughs> good one All right, let's, go. let's go with that trivia wow i love and that ozzy song. you're pulling out uh, your bag classic ozzy yes classic <laughs> ozzy our friends are going to be like what is wrong with you guys you both need vacations and the, and the correct answer there is we both do need vacations and we're both taking them <laughs> Four pitchers have an average run support of at least three runs greater than their ERA. 83 are universally rostered. Can you name the outlier? So I feel like we need to list the player who's getting run support, but is still available in quite a few leagues. He must have a lot of wins. So that's something. So I'm trying to think of pitchers who are under rostered. I'll give you the absurd one. 
Okay. What if I was? I, I'm not, I know I was right on Gosman because Kyle's he's he's rostered everywhere. Come on, can't be right? Wrong. Yeah, he said that. But he what could if, be Wayne Wright, who's still is, available in a lot of leagues. That's a possibility. I'm wondering whether it's his teammate Anthony Discofani. How about I'm Wayne going Miley? Giants? I'm going in on Giants. Okay, Discofani. I think Discofani is over that. I'm thinking maybe Wade Miley because he's oh Wade Miley. He's not rostered in you know 100. percent This goes 13th. Okay. Um, so it, yeah, I don't even know where to find run support. Uh, <laughs> we have it in the, in the, yeah, in the, in the tracking tool. Right. I don't, I, I don't know who, who are the leaders in the category is the problem. That's a toughie. Uh, oh, wait, I was right. Wait, who are you right? Wait, wait Miley. Miley. Get out of here. No, oh, see, Eric knows all the answers to these trivia questions. We've got to change the drops. I thought it might be Duffy. Duffy. Yeah, Duffy probably doesn't qualify after the absence. All right. So it says here, according to Kyle, uh, Wade Miley, 285 ERA and 6.15 run support. Didn't they score like 20 runs in one game? Of the of the other guys up there, Gosman, Bueller, and DeGrom. Um, funny what uh, – 0. 0.50 ERA. Yeah. How about that? Um, all right, there you DeGrom go. Is, so, DeGrom is putting up the, – the ERA plus that Jacob DeGrom has right now <laughs> – He's he's breaking he's breaking the formula. What is the most? Who is having the most unbelievable season? Degrom, Otani, Vlad, Tatis, Otani. considering the shoulder. I mean, like Otani. you could say all four of those guys are having an unbelievable. I just can't believe what they're doing season. Yeah, but I think that's Otani the best is because part of pitching. baseball. It's the best it's... part of baseball, and that's why I stand by what I said on Monday: is that Shohei Otani better stay healthy and pitch for every single one of those those Angels games. He's got twenty three home runs. What's the ERA? Two seventy something. Two fifty-eight. All right, we this is a really long show, and we went off the rails on a crazy train so many times. But <laughs> I think that's what you guys want, guys and gals. I should note. Um, anyway, we're about done for today, so we're gonna say goodbye. Thank you for dis- listening to Fantasy Focus Baseball. We really do appreciate it. I'm sure there's more than 15 of you, or else we wouldn't be doing the show anymore. God knows <laughs> that. Um, Kyle Sapi does a great job producing and researching. And uh, we couldn't get him to connect today, but he did record it. We think fantasy focus baseball presented by LinkedIn jobs. Tristan, you're awesome. Have a great week. And uh, everyone else listening, have an awesome weekend. And there will be a show on Monday with some different names, but uh, thank you so much and have a safe, healthy, happy weekend.